Yellowhead Pete and the Wicked Wish, episode one. You do it. Uh, no way, Jose. This lady's scary, even when it isn't Halloween. But I heard she has full-sized candy bars. <sighs> okay, then let's do it together. Trick or treat! Welcome! Come closer, my dear, so I can see your lovely costumes. Oh, a goblin, a vampire, and a... What exactly are you, little one? Some kind of avocado costume, yes? I'm the dreaded Captain Robocado Rex. I do not know this reference. Yeah, no one does. He made it up. I'm part pirate. The eye patch and the hook for a hand. Part dinosaur. Mm, the tail. Part cyborg. The antenna, yes. And the fancy control panel. And a whole lot of guacamole. <laughs> oh, this is very original. Very, very original. Well, my adorable little fruit, you and your friends offered me a choice, yes? And so... I choose to give you a treat instead of being tricked. But this treat I have is a choice for each of you trick-or-treaters. You may choose from my assortment of premium, top-shelf, full-size candy bars. Whoa, there's so many. Look, a nutty surprise. OMG, a sugar rush kebab. They took these off the market after one bite made a full-grown elephant run in circles for three days straight. Yes, yes, this is what I offer everyone who tricks or treats. And you, too, could have any one of these. Or... Please. Um, what is it? What do you mean, what is it? It's a magic Candle! Do you not see the mysterious ancient runes embedded in the sides? Okay, so what's so special about it? This, my dear, is not a mere candle of wax and wick. It is a wishing candle. When lit a flame and placed inside a jack-o'-lantern, it has the power to grant you any wish you desire. Whoa. You can wish for anything? Anything. But it only works on Halloween night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I'm going to go with the sugar rush kebab. And that nutty surprise is calling my name. But I could wish for, like, a billion candy bars. She's pulling your leg, bro. Yeah, but these full-size candy bars are for real. So, what do you choose, Captain Avocado? I'm Captain Robocado Rex. Oh, my apologies. I choose the candle. Aha, yes. This is a good choice, but before you take the candle... You must listen 
to the tale of where it came from. Ugh, come on, Mikey. We got other houses to hit. And Mom would kill us if we left you here. But this wish is worth a billion candy bars. So I'm staying right here until I get the candle. Please, ma'am, just give him the stupid candle. You really don't have all night. This will not take all night, but it is imperative he hear the story because after hearing it, he might want to change his mind. Oh, yeah? Bring it. I can handle anything for a billion candy bars. Have you ever heard the legend of Hollowhead Pete and the Wicked Wish? No. If I said yes, would you spare us the retelling? Absolutely not. No one will be spared, especially you. Come, gather round. Get close, get real close. There is strength in numbers, yes. And we will need this because no matter how strong your muscles are or how brave your guts may be, the story of Hollow Head Pete will make your skeleton shiver. <laughs> now, look at this jack-o'-lantern. Focus deeply on the dark, hollow eyes, the triangular nose, the eerie, crooked smile. Hosts of children whisper before going to bed. The Legend of Pete with the Hollow Head. Here he comes. Here he comes. Long and tall, his claws are keen. A pumpkin face like you've never seen. Made of vines and leaves and straw. A Halloween fright that will leave you in did not always have a hollow head. Oh, no. Long ago, he was once a pimply, rail-thin, young person like you. Hey! Oh, he was smaller and more fragile than his peers. Hey, Twig, watch where you're walking or we'll snap you in half. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> they tormented him mercilessly. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Pete was an orphan, and he lived in an old shack on the edge of town. That's so sad. He must have been so lonely. Ah, but you must remember, even when you're really lonely, you are rarely all alone. Oh, this was certainly true for Pete. For you see, the shack was filled to the brim with spiders. Webs from wall to wall and ceiling to floor. Little spiders, big spiders, spiders of all colors of the rainbow. And even colors not in the rainbow. And Pete had formed a family with them. They even had their own language of chitters. Hello, my family. Wait, spiders don't chitter. These spiders chitter. And this is where Pete felt most safe, most welcome, and most himself. Now, to the outside eye, this may have seemed strange, maybe even a little eerie, but there was nothing nefarious about this friendship. One day, though, Someone from the village saw Pete covered head to toe in spiders and laughing, or how you say, LOLing out loud. Stop it! Now, I do not blame anyone for being scared by something they do not understand. But the fact of the matter is when hordes of spiders tickle you all at once, you LOL out loud. This is science. That doesn't really sound like science. It is a certain kind of science. And what is also a certain science is when people are afraid, they make assumptions, and they spread rumors. That kid's a freak. Yeah, I heard uh, he eats flies. No, I heard he only drinks their blood. That's not a lot of blood. If that's all he's eating, he might just be anemic. No, no, he definitely drinks people's blood, too. Okay, definitely not anemic. He's dangerous. He's going to eat the children. He must save the children. Stop. And when people get lost in their fears, the fears morphs into an uncontrollable monster that makes people do very cruel things. And so it was with the people in the village. Because they did not understand Pete, they believed he was a threat to them and their children. So they formed a mob and marched to Pete's shack, armed with the traditional torch in one hand and pitchfork in the other. Initially, they only meant to scare Pete, but things quickly got out of hand, and the townspeople set fire to Pete's shack. Now, fortunately, Pete was out on an evening walk when the mob arrived, but when he returned... <gasps> 
No! He ran toward his burning home with no regard for his own safety. He burst through the crowd. Out of the way! Get out of the way! And ran into the flames! The shack was filled with so much smoke that he could not see a thing. So he chipped And for a moment, there was no response. But then he heard a faint. He reached toward the sound and scooped up his last surviving friend and he ran out of the shack. At first, the crowd was too shocked to move as Pete pushed past them. But quickly, that uncontrollable monster inside them took over and the mob started chasing Pete. Don't let him get away! Pete ran and he ran until he came upon a pumpkin patch and laying on his stomach, he took refuge beneath the vines and the pumpkins. He did not move and he scarcely took a breath until after the townspeople had long passed him by. And Pete just laid there for a long time, so still. It was the first time in a while that he felt truly alone. But he wasn't alone, right? Because he had the spider. Yes, this is true. In the mad rush of everything Pete had forgotten the little spider he had saved. He opened his hand and there was his last little friend sitting on his palm. She was badly injured and Pete did not know what to do, who to turn to, where to go. Again, he felt alone. But again, he was not alone. <gasps> what? What's there? Is Pete okay? Oh, no. Pete is far from okay. But I have a very small bladder. We will pick this up as soon as ASAP. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Don't fret, there's more. Click on the next episode to find out what happens to Pete. Hollowhead Pete and the Wicked Wish was produced by Atomic Toy Box and Bix Picks Entertainment.